Welcome to The Policy Shop, weekly conversations with public policy experts where we'll dive into the most important issues affecting all of us here in Illinois. I'm Hillary Gowans. Let's get started. Welcome back to The Policy Shop. J.B. Pritzker is in Florida and Lori Lightfoot is overseas in Europe touting our economic recovery from COVID. Back home, people are facing a much different reality from what our top politicians are selling. Joining me to talk about Illinois' job situation and what it means for you is Bryce Hill, Director of Fiscal and Economic Research at the Illinois Policy Institute. Welcome, Bryce. Yeah, thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Can't complain. You've been hard at work tracking all of the economic data that have been coming out recently. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting was a bit of polling that came out of Monmouth University. Um, so I know we're on track for this November election to really focus on a couple of hot button issues that IPI does not touch on. Uh, but according to what people care the most about right now, this Monmouth poll finds that the majority of Americans list inflation and gas prices as the top two concerns, followed very closely by the economy. So I think that the people are most focused on the things that are costing them money and where they're feeling the pinch right now. Is that your sense for what the data are showing you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, people are obviously very concerned uh, with inflation. You know, we, month after month, we hear these headline inflation numbers that are, you know, the highest in 40 years. So people obviously have very real concerns and they feel that every day in their pocketbook and when they're trying to make a family budget. So I'm not very surprised that that's dominating headlines or concerns uh, based on recent headlines. And then, uh, you know, the economy we're flirting with maybe already in the start of a recession. So, you know, we've devoted a lot of attention to that. Um, you know, lots of talking heads out there talking about what this could mean. Um, so to to see that people are really concerned about that isn't isn't very surprising either, because these are the things that affect people's day to day lives the most. You know, how can they provide for their family, not only with you know future and uh, the future of prices, but also am I going to have a job? Have I been able to find a job? So I mentioned up top that, you know, on the one hand, we've got Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot abroad talking about Chicago's economic recovery. And then we've got our governor doing a tour here uh, in the States talking about the same thing, that things are going great in Illinois and Chicago. Um, but is that the reality? The reality of the situation is that one in six jobs are still missing from the Chicago economy. And that's the same at the state level. So when you look at prior to the pandemic or jobs that were lost during the pandemic, um, We've seen a lot of them come back, but there's still one in six that are missing. We're still missing 16% of the jobs that we lost. And, you know, we have kind of hit this kind of stagnant period of where we don't know if these jobs are, are going to be coming back, especially as there's a lot of un uncertainty related to the economy hanging around. So, um, you know, the situation is kind of dire. You know, the situation is worse in Illinois than it is in most other states. The U.S. economy is getting close to a full recovery. Illinois' recovery is one of the worst in the nation. Uh, the unemployment rate is the highest in the Midwest. And at the same time, uh, when you look at Chicago specifically, to speak to Mayor, Lightfoot, Mayor Lightfoot's uh, assertion that, economy, that the Chicago economy is really poised for a comeback, Chicago's economy has one of the highest unemployment rates of any metro area in the United States. Um, so, you know, lots of other large cities are struggling as well, but to, to paint a rosy picture, 
is just misinformed at best and disingenuous at worst. What are some of the things that continue to make the recovery here more challenging from a policy perspective? So one of the the main things is going to be the long-term problems that haven't been addressed. So we have, you know, obviously crime in Chicago has been, you know, a headline getter, uh, but the issues that really keep businesses away and prevent businesses from thriving go deeper than that. So uh, massive unfunded pension liabilities uh, prevent, you know, businesses looking to invest in the state or people looking to invest in the state from doing so because those are long-term commitments that they have to make. Those problems are long-term problems that keep growing. And that means that, you know, in the future, businesses and families are going to be tapped uh, on the shoulder and asked to pay more for these bills that are coming due. So that's one of the biggest things. The second would probably be, you know, regulation and, you know, that has wide ranging effects from, you know, job creators and businesses to housing affordability. Uh, So on top of the high tax burden and looking like that's not going to be going in anywhere anytime soon without reforms, you know, we're going to continue to see uh, businesses leaving. We are going to continue to see housing becoming unaffordable because property taxes are rising, affecting both renters and homeowners. And then just the overall burden of regulation, trying to start a business here in the state of Illinois uh, or even in, in Chicago is incredibly tenuous and difficult. There are lots of hoops to jump through uh, and they prevent people from uh, doing what they do best and you know providing for themselves uh, small businesses from becoming employers and hiring new and new employees and expanding. Uh, so these are the long-term issues that are affecting the state that are really going to be what makes or breaks us for whether or not we actually fully recover from early 2020. Now you mentioned um, long-term fiscal problems that need to be fixed, reformed. Um, a lot of the headlines recently have covered the big companies that are leaving the state. So like Boeing and, and uh, Citadel and Caterpillar. And I remember uh, back in 2015, the former CEO of Caterpillar wrote an op-ed and he basically laid out a lot of the same things that you just said. He said that if Illinois didn't get its tax and spending under control, that people would be forced to make this really difficult decision to leave. So I know you already laid out the policy issues that we need to confront But from your perspective, what kind of tone does it set when these big businesses leave for other job creators and job seekers? I think that it it kind of opens the floodgates, so to speak. So, you know, lots of small businesses have been leaving already. You know, small businesses, individuals who are self-employed, these are really where the bulk of the, the businesses are. Uh, and so when individuals are leaving, you know, you're certainly losing new businesses and entrepreneurs and the state of Illinois has been in Chicago have been doing that for a long time. Population has been in decline for uh, now eight consecutive years. Uh, in the most recent year, Illinois lost almost 115,000 residents. Chicago lost nearly 50,000. Um, so those people are, are already leaving. But now as we see these these big moves, these the Caterpillars, the Citadels, the Boeings, uh, I think it's going to um, cause other, you know, these the people in the small midsize to midsize businesses that are, you know, employing 20, 30, 40 people to start seriously considering that as well. It's it kind of, you know, it gets the ball rolling. There's and it's a signal to other large businesses as well as, you know, Chicago and Illinois are not places you want to be doing business. If some of the most successful companies 
in these industries can't seem to make it work here? How can other maybe less successful companies try to make it work here? One thing I know you're going to be focusing a lot on here in the coming weeks is property taxes. Um, And specifically in Chicago, a recent headline that has jumped out to both of us, I know, is what's going on in in the city um, in terms of the mayor's move to tie property tax increases to inflation, which wasn't as big of a deal before. But now, of course, that inflation continues to go up, we're expecting to see some pretty big jumps in terms of what these bills look like. Can you preview a little bit of what you're going to be looking into here in the next few weeks in terms of what people need to know? Absolutely. So, um, you know, headline inflation in the most recent report was 9.1% year over year growth in prices. Um, You know, according to the most recent uh, analysis by the Chicago Tribune, the city of Chicago's property tax levy would be up to the tune of $86 million um, by tying to inflation. And if, if that holds, then that's going to be a massive jump. Um, so for, for homeowners in Chicago, that's going to be you know, likely hundreds of dollars in additional property tax bills. Um, and that's just from the city of Chicago portion. That doesn't include increases that could come from, you know, whatever park district or county that you or you know Cook County or any other overlapping layers of, of local government that also affect your property tax bill. Uh, so that's just one individual portion of it. So when we look at, you know, really how this is going to affect individual bills, uh, a couple hundred dollars is probably the low end. Uh, and then when you look on the high end, you know, you're talking about potentially thousands of dollars in additional costs per year that um, are really just, you know, obviously another byproduct of inflation that aren't even captured in, you know, headline CPI as, as it gets reported on in the news. All right. Well, Bryce, any parting thoughts before we wrap up here? You know, I, I, I just, it just really doesn't sit well with me to hear politicians out there t- touting how great things are and, and being misleading because we talked about how businesses uh, leaving what the tone that sets. Uh, but the tone that that politicians and your community leaders being out there saying one thing when it's not true, uh, when they're in other areas, you know, campaigning. So essentially kind of rubs me the wrong way. The tone that that sets uh, is one of, you know, we're going to ignore the problem rather than we're going to get our hands dirty and actually fix it. Um, so it's incredibly frustrating, I think. And, and Illinoisans will feel that. And probably that is something that will resonate with a lot of them. Um, so, you know, it's going to shape up to be an interesting campaign season to see, you know, how the media reacts to these claims, how voters react to these uh, claims. And hopefully at the end of the day, it pushes us towards somewhere where politicians become more serious about the reforms that the state and the city of Chicago need so that, you know, we can begin to turn things around. Well, the thing I like about you and and your research is that the numbers don't lie and you'll continue to keep an eye on Illinois and Chicago's economic recovery and what the numbers really show us. So uh, thanks for all the work you do, Bryce, and we'll stay tuned for your next piece of research. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To keep up with all of our work at the Illinois Policy Institute, And to sign up for our newsletter, visit IllinoisPolicy.org. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Policy Shop.